This is Monday, May 30th. It's Memorial Day, and we're starting week six, our last week of this series on the city of Miami, called Oh So Miami. We've been learning what it means to be a follower of Jesus in a great city. We've seen how the gospel of Jesus first appeared in cities. It didn't spread first to the rural areas of the Roman Empire. And today we see how cities attract people and are also amazing places to reach people with the gospel. <clears throat> now, every now and then, I meet someone that has lived in New York City. They've moved to Miami, and they're seeking out fellowship at Granada, because in Miami they came to faith in one of our sister churches there. Now in Miami they want to find a similar fellowship of Christ followers, and they make Granada their home. Now, at the same time, I keep in touch with many folks from Granada that now live in other places. Places like Los Angeles, or Chicago, or Atlanta, or Jacksonville. The life of Christ in one city comes to seed life in other cities. And this is what was happening in the very beginning. And it's the key to our scripture for today. I'm going to read just a few verses from that small little New Testament book called Philemon, verse 10 to verse 16. It's Paul the Apostle writing, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus, whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. I'm sending him back to you, sending my very heart I would have been glad to keep him with me, in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I preferred to do nothing without your consent, in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but be of your own accord. For this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bondservant but more than a bondservant as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you both in flesh and in the Lord. Now there's a wonderful backstory to this little book called Philemon that the Apostle Paul wrote to a man that, he, that came to faith in Ephesus. Yes, while Paul was preaching in the great city of Ephesus, he rented a hall is a public place to share Christ. While away from, from home on a trip, this man named Philemon heard the message of the gospel as Paul preached. He had come from over a hundred miles from his farm near the city of Colossa. Why was he in Ephesus? Well, nothing much was happening in the middle of nowhere where his farm was located, so Philemon regularly visited the city. Now, this visit to such a great city as Ephesus brought him into contact with Paul where he came to faith after he heard the gospel. But that wasn't the end of the story. At some point after he went home, one of his slaves stole from some money from him and went on the run. This slave took off on a 1,000-mile trek to the city of Rome, the great city. This is like another story like the version of the prodigal son, except he was a prodigal slave. 
Meanwhile, after Paul's missionary career ended, Paul found himself also there in Rome. Through a series of circumstances, Paul met Onesimus, this runaway slave, and discovered he was the slave of his friend Philemon. Now, so much more happened. Paul discovered this when he led this slave to faith in Jesus. The name of the slave was Onesimus. It is after this happens that Paul does what seems unthinkable. He sends Onesimus back to his master Philemon with this little letter we've just read from. Onesimus is not alone. Along with him is another follower of Jesus named Tychicus. And along the way, all the way back, remember, 1,000 miles, they stopped and visited other churches and met other believers. So imagine this story getting out about the slave that came to faith in Jesus and now is going back to his master. I know it sounds nice, but it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. Being a runaway slave put Onesimus in grave danger. You see, his master could brand him like you would an animal, marking him for life as an unfaithful slave. As a result, Onesimus would have no future. Or Philemon is also free to have him executed. The Romans did not look kindly on escaped slaves, and he could be put to death without question. Or his master could purchase his freedom by paying a fee to the government. Here's what Paul tells his friend Philemon to do. He tells Philemon that none of these options should apply. He should not receive him back as a slave, but instead as a brother in Christ. Now imagine the word of that getting out. What would happen if masters went soft on their slaves? How might this turn the world upside down? But this is what slowly changed the world. None of this would have happened if people were not gravitating to the cities, and if the gospel was not going out to the cities. Philemon went to Ephesus to go to the theater and enjoy culture, and Onesimus fled to Rome, likely to be anonymous. But both were found by God, and their lives changed forever. Now we have to believe that Philemon did what Paul asked, because the gospel had already changed Philemon's life. Now he had a new member of his family, far more, someone far more dear than a slave, a dear brother in Christ. We look today at, at this because God continues to work in cities to, in the same way. It is here that people can meet Christ because they are away from home. And it is here that people start a new life. They are often more open than they would be if they did stay home. These are the opportunities that are around us each day in the city of Miami. Let's pray. God, indeed, you guide the hearts of people, leading them to grace in Jesus. Help us to trust that you're working around us and that there are opportunities around us each day in the city. Thank you for opening the way for us to come to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.